It's Thursday, November 10, 2016. I will lift the Obama-Clinton roadblocks that allow for this vital energy infrastructure projects to go forward. Making history and rewriting the future. Donald Trump wins the U.S. presidential election. What it means for the environment, energy, and the U.N. climate agreement. Plus, environmental measures win and lose on statewide ballots. All of those stories and more, unfortunately, straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Those things you can utterly forget about, the people who actually believe that climate is a real serious issue, we're out of all of those things. Oh, yeah. That's over and done with. Climate change is a hoax invented by the Chinese. Right. Right. You know, sometimes you just don't have a snarky comment. This is your Green News Report. Well, okay, Desi Doyen. Hello. Hello. Um, The day we have warned about for a long time seems to now be upon us after all. Yes. Yes, unfortunately, Donald Trump, a climate science denier, has been declared the winner of the United States presidential election. The Republican Party, which also rejects climate science, retains control of the U.S. House and the Senate. And President Trump will be nominating Supreme Court justices who will influence environmental policy for at least a generation with impact that can last Thousands of years. But other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Well, it means there's a tough road ahead for efforts to expand clean energy, protect clean water, clean air, endangered species, and of course, to combat climate change. Trump has reportedly selected a prominent climate science denier to head up his transition team. Because of course he has. Of course, for the Environmental Protection Agency. And his plan for his first 100 days reads like a wish list for the fossil fuel industry. will lift the restrictions on the production of $50 trillion worth of job-producing American energy reserves, including shale, oil, natural gas, and clean coal. And we will put our miners back to work. We're going to allow the Keystone Pipeline and so many other things to move forward. Tremendous numbers of jobs and good for our country. So, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so all of these things, all of these regulations, uh, the Keystone XL pipeline, he will now have the power to lift that. The EPA will not be able to stop it, as far as I know. The U.S. House, the U.S. Senate, they won't bother to uh, block any of this. This is what you have been warning about. Yes, it's exactly what we have been warning about. But there was some good news in statewide ballot measures. Thank God. In Florida, residents voted down a deceptive anti-solar measure backed by the utility industry and intended to kill rooftop solar. That's good. In Washington state, however, voters rejected the nation's first statewide carbon tax. That had been doomed in part by division among environmental groups over how the revenue should be used, but it was also doomed by massive funding from the fossil fuel industry. Huh, who would have guessed? 
Meanwhile, the United Nations climate negotiators are actually meeting right now in Morocco to hammer out the next phase of the landmark Paris Climate Agreement, the first ever global framework to address climate change. Now, the Paris Agreement was designed specifically to be as Trump-proof and Republican-proof as possible. It did come into force just days before the U.S. election and is now international law. Trump cannot legally withdraw from the agreement for four years, but he can halt U.S. progress on cutting emissions. In other words, he can completely ignore the agreement if he likes. That's right. Now, other nations would then be forced to do more if the U.S. reneges on its commitments. Negotiators from 190 U.N. member countries are now working out those procedures and reporting mechanisms. They were shocked by the election results, according to Simon Donner, a climate scientist who is attending the talks. He says, however, that delegates at the negotiations are determined and hopeful that, quote, the process is too far along to be affected by change in one government, even one as important as the United States. Keep hoping. Look, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Trump's election is a serious setback for the fight against climate change for people and for the planet. But there is some good news. Energy analysts say that market forces already set in motion by the rapidly declining costs of renewable energy are likely to continue. And for her part, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton in her concession speech urged people to keep up the fight. Our constitutional democracy demands our participation, not just every four years, but all the time. So let's do all we can to keep advancing the causes and values we all hold dear protecting our country and protecting our planet. Now, the 2018 congressional elections are coming up, so there is an opportunity to continue moving forward on action on climate change and energy. Yes, opportunities to move forward amidst the fight to keep from moving backwards. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your... Green News Report. It's all-